0: We're live action. This is the MMA, the MMA Takes Podcast. With your host, Brian Petrie. Petri. Hey! All right. Big podcast time. Seal Take Six, Episode Two with Devin Tejada. Devin Tejada stepped his game up. He's got some new equipment. Devin, say what's up and your new equipment. How's it going? Look at that. Crystal (laughs) clear. We're stepping up here at MMA Takes. So this episode, what we're going to do is, if you haven't listened to the first one, Devin's got three takes. I got three takes. We're going to debate them. We're going to agree on them. We're going to do whatever. We're going to hopefully not yell at each other, but if we do, it's all for the entertainment. And then, uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it. Devin briefed me on some of the things he did. He doesn't know anything I'm going to say, just so we don't cross paths or whatnot. Um, And that's about it, right, Devin?
1: Oh, I think you want to get in? You want What
0: do you want to talk about last night? You texted me and you said Anderson, Felicia, Spencer and Meg- Megan Anderson are garbage. I think that's what your direct words. Do you want to talk about that or do you want to talk about heartbreak Joe B or do you want to talk about uh the horrible stoppage on Kutalaba?
1: Um, you know, I'll let you pick first. Let's uh you know, it's, it's, I think we should, maybe we should start with Megan and, and okay. Felicia in the 145 pound division.
0: I think Megan Anderson's going to get the shot because I think that it's going to probably result in a knockout because Felicia Spencer is a ground girl. She's a grappler, even though she struck last night for a weird thing, but she did. she's good on top. She's heavy on top. Megan Anderson's going to go out there, doesn't want to go to the ground with Nunez. Nunez maybe want to take her down, but Megan got the knockout last night, is a big, marketable girl. She's like a model or whatever. Looks exactly like Tim Kennedy. Who give a shit what anybody says? She looks like a female Tim Kennedy. And I think she's I think she's getting the shot because she's big. She's marketable. She's from Australia. She trains in Kansas City, whatever. She got the knockout. Felicia had her kind of a shot at cyborg, failed. I think Felicia's maybe one fight away. I give it to Megan. You thought they looked terrible. I thought Felicia Spencer looked awful. I thought Megan Anderson, she's very basic, but I thought she looked better than Spencer. I, I just think Megan for
1: for her technique, just she's just she's just so slow for someone with her body type. She likes to be in the pocket. She doesn't use good head movement. She doesn't use her range very well. That right hand that she caught uh, Norma Dumont with was just kind of like a Norma Dumont walk right into that right hand. I mean, you know that that was, you know, any. I just I was not impressed. I wasn't impressed with Felicia. Um, I just don't love either, either one of them. I don't really think that they have. What it takes, I think Amanda's gonna walk right through him. And I don't right. really love Amanda Nunes. I don't think Amanda yeah. Nunes is the is the most technical or greatest fighter. She just happens to be at the right place at the right time, in my opinion. Right. Um, I, I really do think that uh I think Megan might get the shot just because Felicia fucking blew it with her mic time. Yeah. Um she fucking
0: blew it. She did. Megan did a shoey, she's like seven foot tall, she got that huge tattoo on her leg. I think it's gonna it really depends on who's more healthy or not, right? I mean uh, Megan went in there, destroyed her, got out of there pretty quick. I'm, s- I'm assuming she's healthy. Um, so we'll see, we'll see Felicia Spencer, pride of Canada. But yeah, I think either one's going to get fucked up by Nunes. However, let's go to the, let's go to Joe B right. And we'll end on the most egregious thing. In my opinion, Joe B was a heartbreak, right? First round, very competitive Figueroa miss weight. I love Joe B Megan, Olevy, that little sweet tart tart. with was cage side. She was crying, uh, his wife and, um, yeah, it was it was rough to see him get knocked out like that. What do you what do you have a special place for Joe B or you just don't, don't give a shit?
1: I picked Figueroa. Right. Um, I knew he was going to knock him out I, I, right before the fight started. I went to take a piss and I told my girlfriend, I go, Davidson's going to knock him out. Yeah. And I I, I, I picked third round knockout on Vertigo MMA and it was a second round knockout. I I was watching the whole fight and I was like, why isn't Davidson engaging? Why? But he was trying to bait him into that counter. And Joe B stepped in. They had a little head clash. I don't like what I love Michael Bisbing on the commentary, but I really don't like what Michael Bisbing said when they had the head clash. Michael Bisbing was saying, "Oh, he's concussed. He's right, concussed." Right. That 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 was a glancing. That wasn't like you know, that wasn't like two Rams fucking bashing each other in the head. That was right. glancing. It just it was it was glancing, and that's what made it slice. And I don't think he was concussed. I, I think that he he set up a great counter, and he and he fired a straight right down the middle, and he fucking put Joe B right on his butt, and yeah. It was sad to see because I do like Joe B, but I I, I did pick Davidson for that yeah. fight. I figured he was gonna finish him.
0: Right. I was 50-50. I did really well in verdict as well. It's the only fight I got wrong. I predicted two fights exactly the way they were gonna happen. Felicia Spencer and Megan Anderson, first round of knockouts. Um, but Joe B just has a special place. He's been around forever. The, the the I don't the headbutt is whatever. That's MMA. It happens. He got cut. It happens to a lot of guys. Joe B was wiping the blood, got caught with the right hand. Didn't see it. It was a quick, straight right hand. Figueroa does pack power. It's just a shame that Figueroa couldn't make weight, right? I would like to see a new champion. Now they might get rid of the fucking division because there's not a champion. This is a perfect time to get rid of 125ers. They're like, well, now we need to get rid of them because we don't have to worry about anything. I thought it was a great fight. First round was awesome. Second round was really good. The scrambles are great. I enjoy 125. But uh, Figueroa, just you got to make weight. And then I hate the post-fight. Him and his, uh, Walid Ishmael, his, his uh, manager, saying that he's the true champion and this and that. Well, no, asshole. You got to make weight first. That's the biggest thing. You gave up. You quit. You had cramps, whatever. The medical doctors told him he could keep cutting. His nutritionist said, stop cutting. I, I, I don't have much tolerance for guys that don't make weight for championship fights. But, um, yeah, I don't, I, you know. He looked great, though. Figured it going to be tough. I don't see many people beating him at 125. Besides yeah, Cejudo, but I don't see Cejudo going back to 125. So he 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 was on
1: social media, and I be, I believe that after he fights Aldo, he might go down there and fight Davison. Um, yeah, I really think that I believe Kai Cara Fonts and uh, Brandon Moreno are have a fight coming up.
0: They already fought I, Brandon Moreno. Kai just won. Brandon Moreno's fighting fighting um, Ronnie Yaya in like oh. two weeks, which is a huge fight for him. Yeah, because Moreno it's, fucked up Kai Kara his last fight out. And Kai Car just won in New Zealand. I just looked it up the other yeah. day. He's fight- It's either Formiga, who's a beast. That's who it is. That's or who it is. is he fighting Formiga? I thought it was Ronnie Aya yeah. for some reason. I think it's on the Brazil card. The Lee. Fuck, uh, why
1: is he fighting Ronnie Ya? That's that's a. Let's see. This guess- division shouldn't be cut though, man. Yeah, Formiga.
0: They- Formiga's fighting Moreno. That's the winner. Of that's gonna fight if Canelo doesn't fight, come down. Yeah. Ronnie is fighting Bo- Barzola. Right up, right up before that. I don't know why I thought that was, uh, was going to happen. But yeah, I mean, listen, Moreno looked great against Kaikar France. Kai Carr France said something like, hey, don't eat too much pizza to Figueroa. He's going to lose that fight. You're not getting that fight. I mean, let him eat as many pizzas as you want. You're not getting that fight yet. I mean, you haven't looked really super impressive in the UFC yet. If Moreno goes out and stops Formiga, who was who the only man to beat Figueroa, Moreno gets a shot. And then they'll wait. Because Sudo's yeah. got like eight different things lined up. He's got to fight Aljamain Sterling at one point. At some point, or Petrion, that's got to happen. All right, let, yeah. we'll, we'll go on. We'll, one last thought, we'll move on. You know, and
1: I, I saw Kai Kaikara France really trying to call it a shot there. I don't see many guys at Flyweight really beating Davison. I really, really don't. He doesn't he, – he's just really good with his counters. He's got a lot of power. He's got a lot of power. Did you see that one grappling exchange where he just yeah. picked Joe Joby up? I thought I he mean, was going to
0: arm bar Joe. I mean, Joe's never been submitted, and I mean, he's only been finished twice. Never been submitted. I thought he was gonna fucking take his arm home with him. That was tight. Joe fought that off. Yeah, he's strong. He's powerful. He's a big. He's a big kid.
1: Yeah, he's he's literally the Yoel Romero of the flyweight division. Yeah, he misses fucking weight in his title fights. He can crack like a motherfucker. He's explosive. He, you know, I've been saying it, before, you know, I've, I've texted yeah. you it a few times. He's right. literally the yo Romero of the flyweight division. I got to
0: go back. I got to go back and watch the Formiga fight. How, I, I've never been impressed with Juicy Formiga. How the fuck did Formiga beat him? I can't remember that fight.
1: With a fucking prayer. Well, yeah. I mean, I
0: know it was a decision. <laughs> he didn't finish it. I, the only fight I remember figure, I thought I scored against him was, it was either a second or third fight in the UFC fought Jarrett Brooks. And Brooks just kept t- kept taking him down, but didn't do anything. And Figueroa was active off his back. They gave, the, they gave it to Figueroa. I remember Jared Brooks, the monkey god. Shout out to the monkey god. He was tweeting a whole crazy shit last night about how he could beat Figueroa, but it's a bro, you're not even the OC anymore. All right, we'll go to the most egregious thing um, the Kutulaba stoppage. I had Magomed Akhenloff in the second round knockout. Um, it wasn't a knockout, right? It was it, Kevin McDonald cares more about the way his fucking hair looks and how perfect his hair is. That he took his eye off the thing. Yes, Kutalabo is rocked. But when the when McDonald stopped it, Kutalabo was throwing a haymaker of a right hand. He was a little wobbled. He didn't go down. He wasn't super glazed over. He wasn't taking unnecessary punishment. He got rocked with a l- little short left hook. Some kicks. You got to let that fight play on. Kutalabo is a fucking beast. You got to let that fight play on. Devin, what do you think about that, pal?
1: You know, that's kind of... That's what he gets. Really, that's kind of what he gets. You know, y- you got to... I understand what he wants to do, and he wants to intimidate his opponents, but you don't walk across the cage and get in his face. Like, what JDS does, I love what JDS does. Yeah, to the, he walks of the, the center of the Yeah,
0: he does, a, he does a fucking, yeah, you're good
1: down the ground. That's some bad... That's yeah. some bad shit. Like, that shit's bad. I get chills when I watch that yeah, shit. Yeah, it's pretty tough. But, but Young Cuchelaba, he, like, walks across the cage and, like, we'll get... And one of these days, he's going to get a fucking uppercut for doing yeah, that. And Uncle I have, yeah. And I, I just, you know, don't play possum. Yeah. You know, you don't play rope it open the UFC. The, these, this isn't boxing. You don't get a 10 count. You you don't want to play the rope it open. That's what I believe he was doing because his feet were planted and he was, you know, he was doing some weird head movement. Maybe he was rocked, but yeah. you know, that, that the stop was fucking egregious. Like that, that was not deserving. That fight should have gone on. That was the fight of the night. Yeah. Um,
0: I'm it was, it was a fight. It was, yeah. If, if, if. Kutalaba would have dropped and got up and was doing the head, weird head movement stuff. I could have seen them stepping in, but he never never took a knee. He was firing huge right hands, trying to come back. He immediately protested, like, "Yeah, I got fucking clipped a little bit, but let me fight on." He's a, a veteran of the sport. He's had a lot of fights. It wasn't like he was a, a newcomer in there. I thought it was a little rough of a stoppage, right? I know Kevin McDonald. Kevin McDonald looked like he was want to be anywhere else. Like after the fight, if you if, if someone has screen grabs of when they announced the winner and all that stuff. Like he looks like he saw his ghost. He might never ref in the OC again. He was, I mean, he, he shit his pants. I guarantee it. I guarantee you shit his pants. There's a little shit in his pants right now for sure. But on who I like, who I think is a darker is a 205. I think he kind of blew his moment a little bit. Like he flicked off the crowd and he was flicking off the, 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 the media members and everyone in the crowd. And he thought they were booing him because of the thing. I think they were more booing the stoppages. Like those Russian motherfuckers, they don't, they can't take it. You know what I mean? They're, they're not, they just
1: don't give a fuck. They're thin skinned <laughs> and they're like,
0: fuck you, I don't care. And I, I remember Matt Brown flicked off the crowd one time and Dana was super pissed at him about it. What is he gonna do with this Russian dude, right? He's double burden on ESPN, they gotta blur it. It was, that was crazy. I thought he kind of blew it there. He, he didn't handle it very classy. It's not his fault, but he's gotta have some kind of self awareness like, hey, these guys aren't booing me, they're booing the decision, they're booing this fucking ref maybe not so like flick everybody off. Yeah.
1: You don't boo me. <laughs>
0: like, I like Quinta. You know, I wish, you know, I, I, wish I had me, that. Yeah. I, I used to have that little soundbite in my, in my queue here. Uh, that was the bet. You, you fucking boo me. Don't boo me. All right, let's go to our takes. First of the take, Devin, do you want to go first? Or do you want to go second pal?
1: Um, I'll, I'll let you go first. Cause we kind of touched on some of my stuff, but I, okay. I, I, there's, I definitely like to go deeper.
0: Okay. So we talked to my first one, pretty simple one. We talked about uh, Henry Cejudo, possibly a lot of people for him to fight. I hate the Cejudo-Jose fight, right? That's not my take. That's everyone's take. That doesn't make sense. Cejudo's coming off a loss. I mean, excuse me, Aldo's coming off a loss. Cejudo's got like three really good dudes at 135. A couple good guys at 125 You could fight. I hate the fight. However, I think Jose is going to give him a better fight than people will expect. Jose's got great, t- great takedown offense. Suhudo's primarily a boxer he's not like a long rangey boxer like holloway he's a shorter guy uh aldo's gonna be the much bigger guy in there aldo doesn't really throw many kicks anymore but his boxing has looked really really good his last few fights and that's what suhudo does suhudo's got to really mix in his speed with his takedowns and suhudo arm excuse me aldo has lost a little bit of speed at 135 he didn't look great speed wise against morais suhudo's very fast but I think it's going to be a tougher fight. I got to see the line before I decide like who I think's going to win. But if Aldo's anywhere north of 250 plus 250, I'm picking Aldo.
1: You know, I'm not going to pick against Henry. I've never picked against Henry. Um since since his title fight down at one twenty five with Demetrius, I picked him and I'm not gonna pick against him anymore. Um, because every time this guy's got a chance to shine, like his star fucking shines bright. Yeah. he always he he's he's a fucking gamer. Like yeah. he's he comes to fight, you know, and as much shit he talks, as much, you know, as much bullshit as he does, his cringe thing, you know, that's all his gimmick, but the dude could fucking fight. I, I think Aldo is going to be a good fight, it might not be what's best for that division. Um, it was a very controversial fight against Marlon Marais. I picked Marais in that fight. It, it could have gone either way. Um, that, that you know, we need to see more draws in MMA, and that could have been a draw. Um, draw or win, you wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't even be having this conversation, you know. So I, I I feel like Jose is somewhat deserving of it, and they know that this is the last that Jose is going to be able to do. He's not going to be able to... If if it's it's this or bust, you know, and, and right. they want to they're trying to get as much out of the fruit. You know, they're trying to get as much juice out of the fruit as possible when it comes to Jose Aldo. And they they really don't if 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 they put him up against anybody else, it's not going to sell. It's not going to make as much money. I mean, I'd love to see Jose Aldo yeah. fight Petrion.
0: Yeah, that'd be a great fight. They're both primarily <laughs> boxers. Jose stopped kicking, became a boxer a few years ago, maybe like a year ago. He was talking about how he was. Got to finish his contract with the UFC and go box, right? Now, I usually hate that for MMA guys, but he's seen on Mr. Stitt in MMA. Didn't want to really want to do jiu-jitsu. Didn't really want to, you know, he's got good takedown offense. He's powerful. He's explosive. But he became a boxer, right? He dropped Jeremy Stevens with a beautiful body. Or finished Jeremy Stevens with a beautiful body shot with the left hand. He was boxing with Max. Max outboxed him, outmaneuvered him, and then worked him on the ground. Well, Rice was a boxing match. Rice kicked more, caught Aldo in the first round with a couple of those kicks, but Aldo settled in or whatever. I thought he looked good at 135. I thought he looked terrible at the weigh ins, but the energy levels on Fight Night were, were really, really good. I was worried about it. Suhudo is a smaller guy, right? He's a thick boy. He's added some muscle and whatnot, but it just, I don't see Suhudo coming out there and really wrestling um, Aldo all that much. Um, I see him trying to box and then wrestle and then wear him out and, and later in the rounds. If Cejudo goes out there and finishes Aldo, I'll be impressive. But if you're Jose Aldo, everyone in the world is banging on you to throw kicks again. If you look at the uh, Marlon Rice fight, Marlon rice chewed up, chewed up Cejudo's legs, right? His legs and his body were were bad. And then Marais slowed down and Cejudo came back. He's a gamer. But if you're Jose Aldo, someone's got to sit down and be like, you got to throw kicks again, man. Because... I know there was a motorcycle incident where apparently he hurt his leg real bad and he can't kick anymore. That's the rumor. But someone's got to be like, dude, kick this fucking guy's legs, his body, his head, whatever you can find. And I just think a lot of people are overlooking Aldo because it's such a bad matchup. Or, I mean, it's such a bad matchmaking. Like, there's so many more people Cejudo should fight that they're kind of overlooking the fact that Jose Aldo is still Jose fucking Aldo, right? Maybe a little more miles on him. But I just think matchup-wise with Cejudo, I think it's, it's a tough matchup. In Brazil, too, which is, yikes. I mean, you're, you're, if you if he knocks out Jose Aldo in like a second, I think Cejudo might die in Brazil. That's another one that takes. He might die down there. Didn't Hall- Holloway beat him in Brazil? Yeah, but Max is like cool, right? People love Max. Yeah. Everyone hates Cejudo, like with the cringe and shit. Um, I just think, you know, unless he's very respectful, I think he might, you know, I mean, definitely, something's going to get thrown at him, you know.
1: Oh my, I, you know, I don't know if they probably, uh, do, they probably allow glass bottles in Brazil. I, I hope. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They don't have plastic <laughs> cups on there.
0: It's all glass because you like, know? I just, I, I, I couldn't, I just couldn't. That's one country, no offense to Brazilians out there. One country. I don't really want to really ever want to attend. No.
1: You don't want to get caught dead, you know, in the favela at night. Favela. That's such a cool. Especially, one. you know, that, that's like. There's, there's really bad places in the United States of America. Yeah. But that shit down there is a fucking third world country. Those it's, dudes will stab you for three grains. Of it's rice. wild.
0: I deliver, you know, spoiler alert, I work at UPS. I'm a, I'm a delivery driver. I don't think I've ever confirmed that. Uh, my first, sa- I used to work Saturdays only, right? That's how you start. They work you Saturdays and they move you up and all that shit. Anyway, years ago, I was in a really bad neighborhood in downtown Cincinnati. And I try to make a delivery to this little carryout place, whatever. I've never seen it open. It's literally like a front for drugs, right? And I'm sitting there and I got the brand new iPhone 6 out. Like I literally got it the day before. And I'm standing on the corner ready to text my boss going, hey, what what about this delivery? They're not there. Do you know anything about it? These two dudes walk by me and the guy shouldered like my back. And I turned around and I forgot where I was at. And I'm like, oh, I should not be standing here with my phone out Kinda of in the middle. I was in the way as well. I was standing right in the middle of the fucking sidewalk, and these dudes just gave me a hard look. I better go get my truck and probably skedaddle. That is maybe zero point one percent of what's going on in Brazil. Like I, the minute my phone would have got out of my pocket in a fell in Brazil, it would have been gone, and I probably would have been dead.
1: Yeah, and then they'd eat you.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's good meat. That's good. That's good Ohio meat right there. You know, I got a lot of meat in the bone. All right. So that was my take. So I, I guess we. Similar degree, you like Cejudo you're gonna pick Cejudo I think I'm gonna pick Cejudo too but I'm really curious of of how high uh is gonna open up all right your take give me your take Dev all
1: right so um my take is John Jones is not going to heavyweight okay ever yeah he's never going there um and and what what I would like to discuss is just the what's next for the light heavyweight division because I don't think John Jones is going to heavyweight and then another thing I'd like to to ask you is how do you think John Jones would fare against the top five of the heavyweights
0: um I agree with you I don't think he's gonna rush to go to heavyweight he seemed very interested in Jan Blachowicz after Blachowicz knocked out Corey Anderson I think if Corey gets on a nice little run there's some there's some meat on that bone as well a back on a run after the loss because John and him have a little beef uh obviously I think the next move should be Dom Reyes and you got Tiago Santos sitting there because that was a close fight with Jones. I, you know, If he didn't blow his knees out, he could have won. Uh, Dominic Reyes, a lot of people thought Dominic Reyes won. Jan's never fought for the title yet, neither has Corey. I think he's got those four fights. Rematch with um, Dominic. Santos, if he wins, he won't get Jones right away. They'll give him somebody else. So he's got to win to get Jones again. Jan's already earned a shot. And then if Corey can win, Corey... And then maybe a dark horse, Anthony Smith, or Johnny Walker, if they really put on. If Johnny really moves his way up, Um, but I I think he's going to be happy breaking all the records at two hundred five. He knows even if he doesn't get up for Jan Blahovich, he can win that fight easily, right? Um, Dominic Reyes is a really tough fight. I think Santos is a tough fight. I think he handles Corey Anderson easily. I think he wants records at this point. As far as him going up to heavyweight, I don't think he's an eager to do that, right? I hear Izzy Adesanya talking heavyweight more than John Jones, which is surprising. The top five of heavyweight, what do you got? You got Stipe, you got Francis, you got Blades, you got Rosenstruck. Um, I think he does well against Stipe. I think he struggles with Blades because the Blades is wrestling. And I think he has a real hard time with Francis and Gagne. I think he beats Rosenstruck as well. Rosenstruck's a little green, but is just so big and powerful, and John is hittable. That if you land that shot, man, and it's, but John could obviously get the fight to the ground. I heard he tosses heavyweights in the gym. Now, heavyweights, the caliber of those guys? Probably not, but I heard he's tossing heavyweights around. So, um, yeah, that's, that's what I think. I think he, I think he probably could beat Stipe because I think he matches up well with Stipe, and Stipe's getting a little long in the tooth. I think he loses Naganya. I think he loses the blades. And I think he, out of the top four I just named, I think he wins two out of the four.
1: I actually think A is his hardest fight, okay. Besides, besides Francis, because I think that A does everything that Dom Reyes does better. Yeah, and he hits harder, and he has a better gas tank, and he has a higher fight IQ. Okay, I think that if that, I think Dominic Reyes and A are actually very similar. Besides the grappling aspect, I think A is a much better grappler than Dom. Yeah, but I think A is really, really good at. Adapting, I think re- Stepe is really good at cutting angles. He's really, really good at pocket boxing, and Stepe has a lot of power off the back foot. Yeah, I think that it would go a Stepe fight would be like the first three rounds of the Dom Reyes fight for five rounds. Um, I think in I don't think he would fight in Ganu. I he I don't I think John's at the point in his career to where I don't want to say he's scared, but um. He's not going to heavyweight. He doesn't want that smoke there. Yeah. I think blades is a hard fight for him too. It's hard.
0: That's a tough blades. Fight.
1: Jones isn't out grappling blades. Jones no. hasn't been grappling at all. I think Jones has lost a step in the grappling department. He doesn't have that fast blast double. If he can't take down Reyes, He's not taking down blades.
0: Yeah, he's not taking down. He John's doubles always been suspect. He's really good in the clinch because he's got the leverage and he takes guys down off that. Like he doubled Daniel Cormier in the first fight, very late in the fight. But a lot of his takedowns comes off the cage and he's really really strong in that. Um, <laughs> I like uh, I, I, I like Curtis Blades a lot in heavyweight division. I think he's a, a tough matchup. Francis Agano. I'm gonna watch him fight live. I'm gonna scout him live. Right, he's fighting Rosenstruck, a guy who I think is tailor made for Aganu, right? Rosenstruck's not gonna look for the ground. They're gonna be hopefully he doesn't end up like fucking the Derek Lewis fight. But if if Naganyu destroys Rosenstruck, who's a who's a who's a champion, kickboxer, all that shit, uh you gotta look out at, at the heavyweight, right? And Stepe's 36, 37, he's got some eye problems. I think it's a tough matchup. I've always said my take years ago, months ago, excuse me, not years ago, was that I think 205ers, I like when guys move up the weight. The 85ers that moved up to 205, They're doing really well. Daniel Cormier going up to heavyweight. He fights really well. I think 205ers are better than heavyweights. Athletically, speed. I think the power is very similar. Unless you get someone like crazy like Francis Agani. The power is obviously not similar. But I've always preferred 205ers. I thought Chuck... In his heyday, I thought he should go up and fight heavyweight. Like Randy Couture did. He went up and fought heavyweight. He's he's not a big guy at all and one, I thought if Chuck went up there and fought some of the heavyweights, like Andre Oloski and Chuck in the prime would have been awesome. And I would have put money on Chuck in his prime just because I think the speed is such a big thing. Um, Size is obviously important as well, but I think a guy not cutting weight, going up to heavyweight, you're feeling energized. You can eat all week before you fight. Um, I think that's a good feeling, you know, and I think Jones, once he goes to heavyweight, he'll never go back to 205 again. I think he knows that mm-hmm. because he's, he's got, he's got the total package. He's, he's big. He's a big, he's a big dude. He's skinny. He's got skinny legs, but he's not as skinny as he used to be. And I think at heavyweight would really, really benefit him.
1: The issue, the issue with him is that he's such a big name Yeah, and the the UFC is, is it's not like when Anderson Silva went to 205. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the UFC has has an ESPN deal. They can't right. afford a John Jones fight in a main event with no title against you know Marcin Tybura. Right. They can't. They can't afford to do that. They, you know, they they literally, um, financially they can't afford to do that. So John Jones has to go in there. He has to fight DC Trilogy, Francis Ngannou, or Stipe Miocic. Right. Those are the three. He, so has, he to. has to fight one of those three people. He has to. And. That's risky. It's yeah. it's fucking risky.
0: <laughs> I also think he doesn't want to fight fu- Cormier's still kind of floating with one more fight. He said, If I get steep air, I get nobody, right? He just came out and said that. So I think John might be waiting for DC to kind of kinda get away and maybe retire and then be like, oh, maybe I'll go to heavyweight now. Because I don't think he wants to fight DC at heavyweight. DC's been his biggest rivalry, not his toughest fights, but definitely his biggest rivalry. And going up to heavyweight where I think DC's arguably better. And John's never fought a heavyweight. That's Vayner's DC, and he can't lose the DC. I think it would it would cripple him because they hate each other so much. But I think you're right. I think there, there's you can't throw John in there with anybody. It's got to be the top three. I'll throw Blades and Rosenstruck in there just because if they blade's on a nice little win streak, if if he can get a big win, but that's a hard sell too. If there's no title on the line, John Jones at heavyweight, unless it's for against those guys you named, it's a tough sell. You need stars, and John Jones isn't the star that everyone thinks he is, is either. Like his pay per view numbers do okay, but like a, a guy like um, like they, they did Twitter numbers the other day, and he doesn't have that many Instagram followers. I think it was it wasn't Twitter, and like you know he's getting he's getting outworked a lot. Um, yeah, so I agree with you. I, it's interesting to see what's going to happen with John Jones because yeah. All right, let's move on. Let's go. Uh, I got another take here. I got another fire fucking take. Let me pull my phone up since we're. We're doing the Skype. I don't want to ruin anything. All right, here's one. This one hurts for me to say, right? I tweeted about this. I know you're not on Twitter, I don't think. So I tweet about this. Justin Gaethje, who I love. He's not one of my guys, but he's one of the most exciting fighters in the UFC. I think he's blowing it. I think he said he'd fight Conor in Dublin, and then his fucking little rat manager, Ali, said, no, no, no. Connor had the chance to fight Justin. We're fighting the winner of Tony and Khabib, and that's it. You ruined your career, dude, because it's like a Dustin Poirier thing. As much as I love Gaethje, and as much as I think he's an exciting fighter, and as much as I think he deserves to fight Connor, you said you fight Connor in Dublin, which would be arguably one of the biggest fights in UFC history because everyone wants to see that fight. Then you came out and said, no, 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 we're not fighting him. We're going to fight the winner of Khabib, Tony. Sorry, buddy. Connor could go fight Mazadal next weekend, lose, and still get the Tony and winner of Tony Khabib over Gaethje. Gaethje has pissed off Dana White several times by saying he has turned on fights, right? He won't take fights. Like Gaethje said the only fight he turned down was the Tony fight on short notice when Cowboys took it, right? You can't fall for that, right? I mean, I wouldn't take a short notice against Tony Ferguson either. But I'm sure there's other fights coming across the thing Problem is, is Ali, the manager, Ali Alibaziz, is is gassing these fighters up and they think they have more leverage than they do. And we live in a world where money sells and Gaethje has never headlined a pay-per-view. He's main evented every fight except one, but it's all been on fight nights and he's done good numbers. He's an exciting fighter, but he's not Conor McGregor, right? And this isn't a pro Conor. I'm biased towards Conor. I want to see him and Conor fight. But you can't come out and say I'm fighting him in Dublin and they're going no 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 he had his chance no if and he said something about how red panty night's not a great night anyway or whatever it is he, he you know he threw a line in there but it's like you're not going to win that battle because Conor runs that UFC po- you know what I mean when Conor wants to fight he wants to fight and if Gaethje turns out another fight if he turns out a Conor McGregor fight there's no way he's getting the getting the winner of that unless he comes in on short notice which he doesn't take short notice fights. Devin, thoughts. I know you're not as close to uh, Connor about Connor as I am, but uh, what do you think about that? Did you see any of this, by the way?
1: Yeah, I, I saw this, um, and I don't agree with it. I think a um, lead, uh, whatever disease. Yeah, disease. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um. You know, he does good for his fighters as far as getting them the correct paydays and stuff like that, but he gases them up, and he he just because lee uh whatever his name is yeah. um just because he's in a good position and he has some leverage of the ufc doesn't mean all of his fighters do correct and i i really do believe that gaethje is fucking blowing it um because like you said connor could fight masvidal and then go fight diaz trilogy yeah. and and not even sniff someone at 155 right and then after he could lose both of those fights and still go fight the winner of right of tony and khabib 100%. like it, it there's no, there's no rhyme or reason. Connor can kind of just do whatever the fuck he wants. Um, and, I mean, he set himself up that way, so, you know, good for him. Yeah. I, I really do think Gaethje's blowing it, though. I, I think Gagey should be – he should have taken the fight. He should be running his mouth. He shouldn't be saying, fuck you, Connor McGregor. I'm not going to fight you. He should be saying, fuck you, Connor McGregor. I'm going to chew your legs up and then exactly. knock your fucking right. – fucking You know, knock your fucking head off. Exactly. So – and it's a fight that could be made. It's a, fan, it's a fan-friendly fight. Um, and I, I understand why maybe he doesn't want to take the fight because after Cowboy, which is even a bigger name as bigger name than Gagey, his payday with McGregor, he only got, I think $300,000. He didn't
0: get a lot. He didn't get points.
1: So I, I I think financially, um, maybe he doesn't need to take the fight. It's hard for me to say, because after seeing that, after seeing the payout, Cowboy didn't get any pay-per-view points. Cowboy got fucked. Yeah. Um, Cowboy got fucked. He should have really, really said, you know, fuck you, I'm Cowboy. I don't I don't care if if I'm the B side to this. Uh I'm still a positive B side and right. I deserve more than I deserve more than a quarter million dollars and and no pay-per-view points. I I need a million dollar payout. And I think Gagey, if it comes to finances and they Gagey's not going to get pay-per-view points and stuff like that, maybe he doesn't need to fight McGregor. I'm I'm torn. I'm really torn yeah. because if you're not gonna get paid for it, then you know. You, you, it definitely. If he were to knock out Conor McGregor, his his next fight, is huge. It's huge. He's getting fucking millions.
0: He's got to bet on himself. You don't, you don't get in this anywhere in life. You don't bet on yourself. Geachy, a lot of people are are really like like experts and, and handicappers are conflicted. They think Gechi's a bad matchup for him. They think Connor is a really good matchup for Geachy. Vice versa, a lot of people are torn on that. I think it's going to be a great fight, regardless. Geachy has great leg kicks. Connor's got pinpoint accuracy. Geachy gets a little wild. He's been kind of pulling it back a little bit in his later fights. He's looked great. Geachy, for casual fans, people may know him because like, oh, I know that guy. He knocked out so and so. They've probably seen his knockouts but they don't know who he is. They don't, he don't have, he doesn't have big followers. He doesn't have, he does not super active on social media, right? He was a former champion in another organization, trains out of Colorado, kind of quiet out there a little bit. You got to come out and you got to knock out a Tony Ferguson or a, a Conor McGregor. And then you're set up, right? If, if Justin came out and knocked out Conor McGregor, then he could sit back and be like, Hey, pay me. I'll fight Khabib. I'll fight Tony, whatever. I just knocked out the Irishman, Right. Connor, unfortunately, he, he he's cost so much money that they probably couldn't afford to give cowboy points, which is bullshit. They need Cowboys should have got way more money than he did. 100%. I'm hoping there's some kind of backroom bonus situation that happened, but his actual pay and he came out and said I didn't get points cuz Conor McGregor is making $30 million a fight. Gaethje needs to take that fight, needs to shut up the Irishman needs to even if he doesn't shut him up, you take that fight, you lose to Conor McGregor, that establishes Conor McGregor as this even bigger star because now he's beaten guys that they think he should fight. There's not one person in MMA that go that goes, oh, Gaethje doesn't deserve to fight Conor. You know what I mean? People want that fight, and if Conor somehow can knock out Gaethje or finish Gaethje, that's very impressive. I think it's a win-win on both sides, but you can't win if you don't take the fight. Now, who else is Gaethje going to fight, Right. He's not going to fight Cowboy again. He's not going to fight Felder. He's not going to fight Poirier again because he he's already lost Poirier. He said that's his toughest matchup. I don't see him fighting Dan Hooker. There's not many options for him. You got to fight Connor. Connor's interested in it, right? Connor even said, "Let's." I mean, Gaethje's not the biggest 155er, but Connor said, "Let's do it at 170 again." And Connor can do that. That that's the pool Connor has. Um, I just think it's really foolish. If I was the manager, right? And it's all about dollars and cents. I mean, these guys are putting their lives on the line, essentially. They're getting punched in the fucking head. If I was his manager, I'd say, we got to take the fight if it's presented to us. But we also got to get paid for it. And even if you don't get paid for it and you're confident in your abilities, you go out there and knock Conor McGregor out. You're set up for the next three years. Because now you're must-see TV. Look at Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz finished Conor McGregor, became the biggest star for those like six months. He was on fucking... Uh, that access show, that stupid show Mario Lopez hosts is like wh- what? He was on Conan O'Brien. Like, that's crazy. Nate Diaz can't speak yeah. in full sentences.
1: So, you know, he- and go ahead. Yeah, I, sorry. I'm, no, you're I, good. I agree with you 100%. It's, it's maybe, maybe get fucked against McGregor and take a shitty paycheck, but use that to build your name. So then you can start making the millions. Because if you get, if you. Imagine he goes and knocks out fucking McGregor at yeah. 170. He right. takes a fight at 170, knocks out McGregor, and he says, "You know what? Fuck it. I feel good at 170. all. let's fucking run it."
0: Yeah, who wants to watch that fight? That's his yeah. million dollar fight, exactly. And that's he's a got a good dollar fight, and he's got a really solid wrestling pedigree. So he could compete. I know he's a little undersized, but he could compete with the guys at 170 that want to wrestle him, like a Usman or whatever. You know, he's got uh, fucking power. He's got big time power. He can't, he, you've never seen him off his back, right? He doesn't go from any takedowns, but you can't fucking take him down. That's why the Khabib fight's So interesting with that problem is, is he, he slows down a little bit, but yeah. All right. So that's it with that take. I'm glad we agree on that. Devin fire another one. Let's see it. Let's see what you got. Fire away.
1: All right. Let me get my phone out here. So get we don't uh, have get any conflicted shit here. Um. So I, m- my next take is I I really think that fight with Ian Kuchilaba and Uncle I have, was the worst stoppage in UFC history. I I don't, I don't really understand what's going on with the reffing and the judging lately. I, you know, you see John Jones get rewarded in his fight against Reyes. And then you see Dan Hooker and Felder and Felder does the same thing that Jones does. And then Hooker gets rewarded. I, I, I really think that judging and reffing in MMA is, is on a, is on a downward slope and it's snowballing fast. And I'm, you know, and it's it's not because I'm picking the fights and they're losing. You know, I'm going to pick the fight regardless. And I just really think that judging, refing, and, and athletic commissions between each state has become way too conflicted. I think the UFC needs to figure something out to where they have some traveling band of their own commission that works with each state individually and, and provides their own refs. That way we don't have any more fucking bullshit like we saw
0: last night. I love it. I love that idea because – They hired Mark Ratner, who was like the Nevada guy forever, right? And then they hired him to put some rules and regulations. Dana White credits him for the success the UFC's had. Why don't they do that? And I know it's kind of weird because the state regulates a lot of things. They kind of got to go by by the state. But they should hire a John McCartney, Herman Dean, whatever. They 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 all have ref schools, right, in California, whatever. They need to get a team together, and they need to school these refs. They need to school these judges. They need to get them in, like you're saying, and train them properly. I know that's not going to fix all the problems. There are still going to be some – it's an opinion-based sport, so a lot of people are going to see something other people don't see. I understand that. But it can't get any fucking worse than what it is. You know what I mean? The UFC should step in, and I don't know if they're allowed to because now they're they're like – you know, they're the promoters, so they can feel like they're maybe edging people out or whatever. But that's what boxing does. Boxing promoters hire judges. You know what I mean? Like Floyd Mayweather can say who he wants to ref in his fight. And I know that's a lot of people think boxing's corrupt, but the UFC is a big organization. I feel like they could step in and be like, okay, we need to do something about these judges. We need to do something about these fucking refs. I you know, my Zagotti doesn't ref in the UFC anymore. Mario Yamasaki doesn't ref in the UFC anymore. Dana White put the end of that, right? He requested the commissions not to hire them. Um, there's gotta be something to done. I wish I was smart enough to have an answer. I don't have an answer though. The only thing I think is what you said, like get these guys in there, get them in like some kind of camp, some kind of school, some kind of whatever. But, uh, I, I, I don't know what we're gonna do. Cause last night the Kutalaba was, was so bad. And you see a lot of bad stoppages in the UFC, um, like Joe B, they, they kept showing his uh, fight with Alex Perez, his two fights ago, or last fight, maybe before the title fight. He had to finish him twice. The ref stepped in, touched Benavidez, and then let the fight continue. And Benavidez stopped, had to get positioned and finish the fucking guy again. It's, it's, and I think that, that was Eve, Eve Levine. That's like an experienced referee. But if I was more intelligent, I'd have a better answer.
1: You know, and everybody makes a mistake. Right. Everybody makes a mistake. Right?
0: I don't know. I don't think I've ever made a mistake, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. My wife um, would hear that and be so pissed I said
1: that. Yeah, right. She'd light you up. Yeah. She'd tell you about the five you made this morning. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but, um, you know, there's really – I don't have an answer. That's why I want to bring this topic up. You know, maybe if you guys listen to this, you know, send us a DM. Right. Tweet us. Do something. And, and let, let's get something going here. Verdict. Verdict does something good. They're great, but what I don't like that they do is, um, once once they reveal the overall point system, they do it to the decimal. Right. We don't the judges don't score the fight to a decimal? So if it's like a, a twenty seven point eight, and then this person scored a a twenty nine point no, we we need a ten point must you know scores. So that's what we have. That's what we have in place. So that's what you need to go by because that just makes shit more confusing. I don't know if I like the ten point must system, um. I don't really it's it's really hard to it's really hard to say what we can do about it. Um, there's tons of ideas and I, I just think that you know Texas following this one rule set and then you go to Nevada and then they right. follow this one rule set we're the fucking UFC we're a billion dollar organization we're coming to your shithole town right we're gonna we're gonna make a bunch of money in your shithole town fuck you you're gonna follow the rules that we want you to follow 100%. if you don't have competent judges, We're going to bring our own competent judges. Maybe we should have more than three judges. Maybe you should fucking pay these judges so they care about their job so they don't have to have judging as their second job. Right. Because I go to work all day. You work a nine to five. I work a nine to five. Me and you both love this sport. But imagine if it was just like, you know, something that you didn't really give two fucks about and they paid you a thousand bucks to do it. Yeah. You're just doing it on your free time and you don't give two shit so you don't. You're not going to put in that same amount of effort. So we need to pay these judges. We need to, you know, fix these these athletic commissions in these states. You know, some states have certain rules to where you if you miss weight, it's it's all types of fucked. And I don't even know how to. I can't wrap my head around it. It's like imagine if the NFL were to play in San Francisco tomorrow, and then they go to Miami and play the Dolphins, and all of a sudden it's a 75 yard. It's a different you know, set, Right, the field. game's
0: changed. Yeah.
1: You know, and yeah. the ball's different.
0: Yeah. It's and points like it's just, just it's stupid. crazy. Right. It's almost like cause like in baseball years ago, there would be like, you know, it's still there today, but there'd be like crazy outfields. And like on um, when with all based in the early 90s when baseball fields had like AstroTurf, guys would talk about how there's a fucking giant hole in the outfield. But they that was like the team advantage. Like, oh well, we know about the hole. We're not gonna tell them about these. That's almost like what the UFC is. They go to different states. These guys got to remember these things, all these different fouls. It needs to be consensus across the state, uh, across all states, which is going to be very hard to do because that's political and that's all this shit, which, you know, you get in the weeds for it and all that. But um, I agree with you. There needs to be something to happen. Joe Rogan's came up with some ideas. He wants like seven judges. He wants six in the arena and then like a seventh, like offshore or offline or whatever the fuck he said. But... Listen, any we should try something. I know Kansas is doing opening uh, scoring in the next month or so. That's cool. A lot of fighters are like whatever about it, but uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know. I'm out yeah. answers. I know there needs to be something done. Like I said this on a podcast. Like I know my car's broken. I just don't know how to fix it. But I know there's something wrong with it. But I know I, I got to get it fixed, and they got to get this fixed. Someone smarter, someone better trained, someone who's probably really thought about this and sat down could come in and really do it. And I think if I sit down and think about it, I could probably fix everything. That's the way my mind works. I feel like I, yeah, I could fix it. No one would listen to me, but I feel like I could fix it. But I just I haven't I haven't really done that. I haven't really sat down and thought about it. I don't know, you know, a lot of people want the half point system. I don't really know if I like that. A lot of people want open scoring. I think it benefits, and I think there's also not, some non benefits to it. I just know that these old dinosaur boxing judges should not be uh, calling UFC fights. They should not be judging UFC fights. They shouldn't be. They don't know the sport, right? Oh, uh, oh, okay, so it's boxing's involved a little bit. Okay, I'll go watch it, right? Now, I know everyone's going to score fights differently. There's going to be a guy who favors takedowns more than he favors stand-up or whatever the case may be, and that's fine, but... There needs to be more consistency because we we don't have any consistency.
1: And and there's biases too, you know. And I, I believe that, uh, you know, like the like, Trevin Giles and and James Krause, that that guy Joe what w- trained trained with Trevin Giles. Right. Like you can't have that type of biases. And if you do have some sort of bias, maybe put them through like a, uh, the UFC is a billion dollar organization. Have you know. Five set judges that all go through polygraph tests before each card say, do right. you have any biases toward this fight? Boom, right. boom, boom. Shit takes a half hour. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's, there's just things that we could do. There's things that we can do to, to definitely clean it up. And then also judges, you know, if, if you are judging based on the old rule set, you, you, you are watching one fight and you're, and you're judging it a certain way. And then you go over to Nevada and then you have to follow that new rule set. So you have to judge that fight differently. Right. Like, you know, the new rule set is, is they, they scored on effective, stri- effective striking. Number one, effective grappling, number two, and then octagon control number three, and then everything else follows suit. Right. And then, and damage damage goes along with, you know, uh, effective striking. And when you watch fights where just because you're fighting off your back foot, doesn't mean that you're losing maybe that's just your style and maybe you're a counter puncher Mm -hmm. maybe you want to cut that angle and then and then hit him with a big bomb so you know i I watch fighting all the time and i see guys walking forward and getting chewed up with the jab and it's just like yeah you're, you're walking forward but you're getting chewed up with the jab and then the guy cuts an angle and hits you with a big bomb to the body and i you know it's just really it's just really rough yeah. fuck i should be a judge <laughs> yeah
0: i mean we, we should just be judges i mean we'll, we'll solve the problem right now um it is rough it is it's it's a tough thing i mean you're right there's so many different styles in boxing um in in, in in mma as well i mean look you look at the first fight last night ishmael versus uh sean brady sean brady was backing up the entire first round but he was landing big shots as well got marked up a little bit was back up against the cage and then start wrestling more and obviously took the fight over. But that first round, I was like, that's a very close round. But I bet 90% of the people would think that Ishmael won because he didn't take a step backwards, which is fine. John Anik likes to score that way. John Anik likes to score. The guy moving forward thinks the they should be winning. And, you know, I, I tend not to agree with that. Sometimes it's the case, but sometimes it's not. I think it's, it, it's an open spectrum, and that's why MMA is great. All right, let's move on. Last one for me. Last take for me. This one's short and sweet. Um, I'm a Sean O'Malley guy, right? I watched his uh, grappling, uh, the UFC grappling event they did a couple months ago. He's fighting this weekend. I think Sean O'Malley is a future champion. I'm all in. I'm all in on Sean O'Malley. He's only fought once in the UFC. Wasn't the most impressive win. He, I mean, he essentially could have lost against Andre Sukumal, who I don't think is fighting in the UFC anymore. Um, hasn't fought forever. Has all these you know, steroid tests or whatever the fuck he got busted for. Um, However, I think he's a future champion at one hundred and thirty-five. I think he gives fits out there. I'm impressed by Sean O'Malley. Thoughts?
1: He he's good. The kid's really good. If he could just keep Usada off of his fucking back, he would be. You know, he'd be in the top five right now because he's got a good name. He's got the look. Yep. He's got the. He's got everything. He can put it together. He's a good grappler. He's got really, really good striking. Really, really mixes it up. He's, you know, what guy doesn't want to watch someone like him? He can. Against Sukumta, he did something so, you know, he had him on his back and he did something so dope to to take, you know, to take position. He he hit that like 360, that like 360 switch standing and then went into half and then went into side mount. Mm-hmm. That was so sick. Like yeah. he does really cool shit. Um, He's got really dynamic kicks, really dynamic striking. He's got good power for like a skinny, lanky dude. Yeah, He's tall. Um, I'd love to see him fight Corey Sanhagen.
0: That'd be sick. I mean, listen, Sean O'Malley... His whole career got derailed after the whole USADA thing. His foot injury put him out for a while, and then the USADA stuff. I think it benefited him because his one big thing come, when he was on the contender series is his, his grappling wasn't great, right? But if you watched him grapple against Melendez and Gomi on the UFC thing that they did, um, I forget what it was. It was like Team Pride versus Team WC, Team UFC, whatever. He looked awesome, right? He submitted Gomi. He tied with Melendez, I think. And his grappling looked really, really, really good. He comes from a jujitsu camp. He's at the MMA lab in Phoenix. I think the sky's the limit for this kid. I really, really like him. I think he's gonna mow through Quinnes or whatever you pronounce his fucking name this weekend. I think he's gonna mow through him. Hopefully, he stays active. Him and Sanhagen would be great. I think he's gonna win one or two before he fights Sanhagen. But I would, I would love to love to see that fight. I think, I think. He matches up really well with a lot of people in that division. Um, sky's the limit for Sugar Sean O'Malley and his dog's name's Petrie. So, pff, I mean, what am I not gonna like that, Dev? You know i I don't i would I don't
1: know who has after this fight he was supposed to fight Cheeto Rivera. That's yeah, a good fight. That's a good fight. Um, I think maybe he should fight Cheeto and then Cheeto just up a little higher.
0: Cheeto just got added to the Columbus card. He's fighting uh, Eddie Wineland. It's a big fight. That's yeah. They, what Columbus card. Some,
1: what are they going to give him better fights?
0: Columbus card is fucking stacked, though, dude. I just looked at it the other day. I keep seeing all these fights getting at it. It is fucking stacked. Yeah, and they need then need to give Cheeto a, a, a better fight. I agree. I mean, Wyland is is. I mean, let's be honest. He's at you know he's he's um, <laughs> he's fucking at, done. Yeah, yeah, he's at the end of his career. But you know, let I me mean, let me see. They added a bunch of Phil Rowe, who I like, come from the contender series. He was supposed to fight on it. He got pulled off. He was supposed to supposed to fight that uh, Argentina kid, that Laureano Starlapoli. All right, so Marlon Bear, Eddie Weiland. Chaos Williams, that dude who just knocked out, you know, uh, what's his face in like a couple seconds? Um, Moreno. Moreno, yeah. He just got it on. He's fighting Starpoli. Jeff Hughes, Tanner Bozar, Roman Kopalov, who I'm big on. He's fighting Spicely. Randy Costa, Martin Day. Davey Grant, Lewis Smoker. That fight's trash. Matt Brown, Miguel Baeza. And then they add it. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, but, you know, that is a stat card for an ESPN card. I can't wait. I'll be yeah. live in the middle. I had a dream I was there the other night. And some big fat fuck was blocking my view, and I tapped him on the shoulder. I was like, hey, can you sit down? I'm trying to watch a fight. And he's like, fuck you. And I'm like, he punked me out in my dream, which I was like, mm-hmm. I woke up in a cold sweat. Like, what just happened? Why did I get punked out in my dream? I should have smacked his fat face. You but know, yeah. I had a
1: dream that I got into a fight last night, too. Yeah.
0: I swear. When I swear. I swear. It's so weird. When I dream I used to, when I used to dream the fight, my punches would come slow so slow. Like you couldn't, I couldn't hit anybody. Right. Now when I dream people, I fuck them up, but they keep getting back up. And I'm like, I'm getting tired. I'm like, what just quit? What's going on? You know? Um, I have at least a fight dream at least two times a week. My most recurring dream, uh, is like, I need to call somebody, right? I need to get, the, get on the phone, and I keep misdialing the number. And I go, oh, that's not it, which is so weird, because I don't think I've ever dialed anyone's number in the past two years. It's all saved on your phone. You click a button. But for some reason, in my dreams, I'm looking at my cell phone, and I'm trying to dial a number, and I'm, and I'm like in a hurry, like someone's chasing me, and then fucking, I always mess up on one number. And I'm like, what the fuck? I have that dream three times a week. Do you know what it means, Devin? Are you a dream guy? Do you know what dreams mean? Let
1: me grab my crystals and <laughs> yeah. let, let's ask Diego Sanchez. Yeah,
0: well, Jared Cannonier is a crystal guy. I DM'd him about it. He hasn't got back to me yet. Um, I know the only thing I know about dreams is like <laughs> if you have a dream that your teeth fall out, it's, it's a stress dream. That's the only thing I know about. Cause I had one years ago and I'm like, and I remember telling my dentist about it and he goes, oh, no, that's just a stress dream. You're okay. And I was like, well, Dude. how the fuck does dentist know that?
1: I've actually had that dream. Before. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Your teeth fall. That's it's,
1: fucking trippy. Yeah. It's 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 I'm a, actually
0: bugged out. Yeah. My my wife had it not too long ago and I told her the same thing. It was like I used to have them a couple times. I usually have the same dreams throughout the week. And I used to have it where I'd be sitting there and all of a sudden just spit my teeth out. Like, what the fuck just happened? And my That's dentist exactly. and my dentist told me it's a stress dream.
1: Dude, that's really fucking trippy because yeah. I've had that dream before, yeah, before where I'm just spitting my teeth spitting. into my hands. <laughs> yeah,
0: you're like, what the fuck just happened? All right, last take, Dev. We're almost at an hour, so let's uh, let's end on your note here. What you got? All right. Um, my
1: my my last take is, you know, what should we do? It's not really a take; it's more of a discussion let's point. But what should we do about weight cutting? And what should we do about fighters missing weight? Yeah. And I, I don't. I would like to hear what you have to say about it, um, because should we take money right. or should we take points from them? Um, I think because a yeah, go ahead. You know,
0: finish your thoughts. Sorry, I,
1: I was I was reading some. I love to get on social media after a fight and, yeah. and then read the comments, and people were like, "Davis and Figueroa was so much bigger than jo- Joseph Benavides last night." Those two pounds really helped them out, and it's like he's the bigger fighter you know regardless like, yeah regardless like whether he makes 120 you know joe b could weigh in at 130 and he could weigh in at 122 and he's going to be the bigger guy oh right that, right right
0: it's
1: it's there's makes there there you know some people are just fucking stupid yeah they don't um should but should that cost him 30 percent of his purse or should that maybe should there maybe be some sort of like a some sort of a equation to where you miss by this much. And then they deduct this many points from the fight because these guys, you know, especially guys like Davidson Figueiredo, he's got like 15,000 followers on Instagram. He's not a big name. He doesn't speak English. Like he comes from Brazil. We, we just talked about how fucking poor Brazil is. Yeah. Sorry, Brazil. How, you know, that guy might need them. like, right. yeah. And you know, I mean, it is what it is, <laughs> Yeah, but they, they, he might need that thirty percent of his purse. You know, like that—that that could be like his daughter's medical bills or something like that. That's something that we don't know about, you know. Right. And I, I really don't know if these guys should get money taken away from them. Maybe they should get, maybe they should get some points taken away from them. And then if you constantly miss weight over and over again, like Ray Borg, Ray Borg should not be allowed to ever fight at one hundred and twenty-five pounds right. again. But this is the first time Davison Figueroa has ever missed weight in his career. Right. And I don't think that taking money, you know, taking food off of his table is the best thing. Maybe they should, you know, take some points away. I also believe that certain athletic commissions, I think it's uh, New York, where if you miss weight by a certain amount of points with the with the Claudia fight, um, when uh, Grosso missed weight, I think if, if you if you're more than three pounds of a difference, they don't let you fight, you know, so on and so forth. And that's all fine and dandy. But I, I really think that there should be some some points taken away or maybe it should be a case by case situation to where the managers from both teams get together and say, we're willing to give this, you know, blah, 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 blah. Because guess what? If Davison didn't fight that fight last night, if he pulled out then you know, Joe B only gets to show money as well. Right. So, uh,
0: yeah, you make a lot of good points. I I have heard several fighters say they rather have a fighter down already down a point in that first round. For missing weight as opposed to losing money because they already lose money on top of that because they can't they can't um i think they can still win their win bonus i don't i don't know how that is but they can't win performance of the night bonuses like figuero could have probably won knock out of the night but he could win it because he was disqualified so now are you're losing 30 percent of your purse which probably isn't that big of a purse anyway now you're losing out on bonuses so i agree with you i don't think they should touch the money i do think weight cutting and missing weight is a big deal. But if a fighter accepts that, then they should come in already down a point in that first round, right? And then, um, so, but the, again, it's the commission. I think the commission, it's a commission thing. I don't think it's a UFC thing. But you're right. I think if you do miss weight, then instead of going there eating pizza, rehydrating, you got to weigh in with a certain weight limit for the, the next day for the fight to still be on, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I think that's, that's fair. I think that should you know, because a lot of these guys cut a lot of weight and they want to go rehydrate and they want to go eat pasta and they want to get back to their, you know, what their normal weight is. You take that away from a guy and he's down a point that that's big deal, right? I think that would be more severe than maybe losing money. But again, money talks, the commissions, you know, are the ones that regulate this stuff. So it's, you know, it's unfortunate that that's the way it is. But, um, and then weight cutting in general, I'm not a huge fan of it. I don't like when guys cut a lot of weight. I don't I didn't like Aldo at 135, even though I thought he looked pretty good in the rice fight. I'm always a fan of guys, if you can't make it within like if you can't cut weight, like if you can't take a fight on a week's notice, you probably shouldn't be at that weight, right? Because most people, most professional athletes can cut 13 to 15 pounds in a week, water weight. So you should be within that range, I think. Like Chris Ryman, uh, when he took the Damian Maya fight on short notice, took it on like two weeks. He weighed like two twenty five. And he cut to 185 in two weeks. Like, that's dangerous. Like, people die over that shit. Like, I always am in favor of guys moving up in weight. Um, I, I'm never using in favor of guys moving down in weight unless they're really tiny for a division. And they got a little bit of extra body fat they probably could use to get down, right? But, um, yeah, I'm not Kevin a- Gastelum. Right. Kevin Gastelum, right. He's another one that got banned from 170. Missed way too many times. Just like Ray Borg, they're like, "Yep, sorry, you're at 185 now." But Gaslam, I think that's more of a discipline, discipline thing. It is than like a body thing, right? Like he's it is. he's clearly a 170 pound fighter. It um is. He just likes eating his you know his food. So, um, yeah, I, I'm not an overly big fan of weight cutting, and yeah, I don't want to see a guy lose money because I mean, listen, Devonson Figueroa, what probably made. Fifty grand last night. Fifty to show, fifty to win. Maybe. And if you want to, if you would have won the title, he would have got like a little bonus or whatever because you you get more money when you're a champion. So you take thirty percent of fifty k plus all the money he has to pay. Um, I know he owns like a farm and he lives kind of a crazy farm lifestyle. So maybe he's not super interested in the money. But, uh yeah, I don't know.
1: I don't know. Hopefully, he's fighting for a reason, you know. Right.
0: Hopefully, if if you get fined, if he had an injury, if he had a, a, a thing. You know, he's going to fight again soon. Maybe if you're his manager, maybe you go, all right, well, you owe me next time, right? Because I don't want to take fucking my 10% when they just took 30% and taxes are going to take this percent. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, you're right. I don't I don't love the money aspect of it. I do think it's a big deal when you don't make weight. You don't make weight for a title fight. It's pretty rough. Obviously, I don't know what was going on in his life. It was injury, if he had food poisoning, whatever it was. I don't know, but i'm not a big fan of drastic weight cutting myself um i remember when i walked into my gym and i was two probably 265 whatever like with, with body fat and the guy took a look at me i'm six two right thick kid big legs he took one look at me he's like what are you uh what are you 170 and i'm like i don't think i've ever weighed i mean i was probably 170 in fourth grade like, I don't think I'm a 170. And then once you once you like start rolling with people and wrestling with people, like, oh, okay, yeah, I was wrong. You're not 170. But like the head coach first looked at me and was like, oh, you're just a blown up 170. And I'm like, I mean, no, because there's other <laughs> there's other guys there that are that are my height and kind of my my frame. And they don't fight at 170. Like, they fight at, like, 185, 205. And it's just like – I mean, I, I know it's an easy way to say lose weight, but it's like once – and then, like, you get in there at 170s and they're like children. They're like, you know, at least the ones I was rolling with, not like profe- – you know, I mean, they're professionals, but not like USC caliber guys because there are some big boys at 170. But, um, yeah, so weight cutting to me, I think it, it is a problem. I think coaches – old school coaches still do enforce it because it, like, learns discipline or whatever, but – um I think it's hopefully going to go away because you got to have weight classes because you got to have, you know, you gotta have titles, but um, that'd be fun. They do open, open weight in grappling and an open weight championship to see who has the balls to step up. Like imagine John Dodson going up and fighting like Stepe for the open weight championship. I mean, that'd be, I mean, that's like circus shit. So it wouldn't make mainstream, but
1: pride.
0: A, yeah. Right. Pride <laughs> shit. I would like to see, I would like to see more grappling One. ones.
1: One should do it. One championship. They should do it. UFC can't do it, but one could do
0: yeah. it. Yeah. The UFC in the States, the States, you may be able to do it like on an Indian old barrel ground. But other than that, there'll be like, or a tribal, uh, whatever travel ground, uh, travel yeah. ground. Yeah. Other <laughs> than that, they're like, nah, nah, not going to happen. All right. So we're on an hour, bud. that was fun. I like doing it on Skype. I like seeing your, your face when we do this. This was a lot of fun, obviously for moving forward now with all our pickums, we'll be doing Skype. Um, I think it was the first time I've ever used Skype ever. So uh, me too. I'm going to mix it uh, right after I get up here and, and I'll post it tomorrow. This should be out on Monday. Devin, thank you for hopping on, bud. Nice takes. And we'll do the pick them later this week. We got a big pay-per-view UFC 248. Your boy, oh, Yo my boy. Romero. My boy, Izzy Adesanya. We'll see what happens.
1: Clash of the fucking Titans. Class I'm of, stoked.
0: I'm stoked. All right, buddy. I'll see you.
1: Hey, thanks for see having ya. me on, brother.
0: All right. That was Devin Tejada. What a lovely, lovely man. We did a Skype podcast. That was a lot of fun. I've never done a Skype one before. Um, that's really cool. We're going to do that moving forward. Hopefully you liked it. Hopefully you made sense. This is show is a little work in progress. We're going to obviously work on it. This is our second show of this format and we'll, we'll keep uh, getting better and we'll keep adding wrinkles to it. And, uh, yeah, that's our promise to you. All right. So the next podcast you'll hear from me, I did do a podcast yesterday with Austin, kind of a goofy one, nothing related to MMA. We ate some really gross jelly beans. I do have a video that I'm going to edit. That should be out maybe midweek. Maybe I'll put it out next week because it is pay-per-view week. Um, but Devin and I will have pick out on Friday. All right. So that's it. Uh, thank you for listening and I'll talk to you, Friday. <laughs> Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? I'm fouled. Who is that guy?
1: He's good. He's real good. The name is Dollar.